On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, we're grading the entire Mariners starting rotation. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Friday, October 20th, 2023. This is Tiny Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube, or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. On the show today, we're handing out season grades to the Mariners' five main starting pitchers in 2023. We're going to start, of course, with Luis Castillo, who, statistically speaking, had one of the arguably five, six best seasons of any starting pitcher in the American League. 3-3-4 ERA, 3-8-1 FIP. That's the same as his ex-FIP. He was worth 3.4 F4, 10.01 Ks per nine, 2.56 walks per nine, over 197 innings pitch, 33 starts. He finished the year with a 14-9. and record colby what did you think of castillo in his first full season as a mariner uh he was pretty good um the numbers you know speak for themselves but uh this is why we often warn against box score scouting uh castillo wasn't quite as good as he was last year uh, with seattle you know certainly we we saw very little of a playoff luis uh, this year, and in particular, when you needed him most, uh, he didn't show up for the last two starts of the year. So uh, I think when you kind of factor in the inconsistencies that Luis had this year, you factor in his failure in those last two starts. Uh, I don't think I can go any higher than than a B. Um, like I said, overall, he was still very good, and, and he took the ball every five days. He avoided injury, which has been a, an issue in the past with him. Uh, he gave you five or more innings in every start except for his last one. Um, the most important one, but whatever. Um, so yeah, you know, overall it's still a good year. The numbers are good. Uh, he probably is going to get Cy Young votes. Like he was good. And for a large chunk of the season, you know, he was, he was, you know, your best pitcher, maybe not your most consistent, but certainly your best. So, uh, you know, it's tough to be that hard on a guy who's probably going to finish in the top five or six of the Cy Young vote. Um, who, you know, posted as often as he did, who put up the numbers that he did. Uh, but I think when you look at consistency and when you look at, uh, you know, what he did in those big must-win starts, now he kind of fell flat. He, he fell flat and, and, you know, he wasn't consistent enough throughout the year. He had, you know, months where he was great and they need to have a month where he was terrible and then just kind of painfully mediocre for a month. And, and you're just kind of waiting for some level of consistency and it just never really showed up. So um you know overall good year uh for for castillo you're still glad you made that trade uh it makes you better castillo is still a big part of this thing going forward for the next four or five years but uh you know it the the letdown at the end has to weigh pretty heavy here and and when you're the de facto ace of your staff and you fall flat in those big moments you have to be graded on a curve here so you know if miller or Wu or, or kirby or whoever did this it'd probably be an a but Castillo has to be that guy. He has to be the the guy who kind of carries the the weight uh, of those playoffs 
uh, style starts and, and we know he can do it. Obviously his start in Toronto was incredible and his start against the, the Astros and in, in the, uh, in the following series was pretty darn good. So it, it's just one of those things where, you know, it, it, we know he can do it. He just failed this time around. Mm-hmm. And, and there's some reasons for that uh, in terms of his uh, consistency and, and where he struggled this year. But yeah, overall, just factoring all that in, I, I think it's probably a B. Yeah, I'll go B plus because again, the numbers are great. He's going to, as you said, probably going to finish, you know, top five, top six in American League Cy Young voting. Like that's a really, really good year, no matter how you slice it. But I also think this is a very good example of pitcher numbers, pitcher statistics, not necessarily lining up with the eye test. Because I watched all 33 of Castillo's starts this year and specifically those last you know, 12 to 14-ish starts of the year for him weren't great. I mean, I'm sure some of you remember us saying, like, he's really playing with fire here, and it feels like he's going to get got if he doesn't figure it out. And that's mostly because he had a very inconsistent slider and a very inconsistent changeup. The fastballs were great. Four-seamer, the two-seamer were great pretty much all year long. Fantastic pitches. Some of the best pitches in all of baseball this year. But the slider had some real command issues not really control issues but command issues like he was fine in the strike zone but he was oftentimes catching too much plate with that slider and opponents were punishing him for that and that's one of the reasons that he posted the highest hard hit rate of his entire career and the highest barrel percentage of his entire career this year uh he also wasn't able to keep the ball on the ground which is not typical for him he's usually been around that 46 to 56 percent ground ball rate he was at 38.9 percent this year that's the first time he's ever fallen below 40 percent in his entire career so just a really strange year for Luis and you know over those last 12 to 14 starts I mean even on the nights that he was getting away with it and he was only giving up you know one to two runs he was still walking you know three to four guys and he was playing with fire a lot of the time over basically the the course of the second half of his of his season you know you think about about that start in uh, in Tampa where he went what seven scoreless but he walked four like he was walking the tightrope there and then you know as we've said in the past with guys like Logan Gilbert you know before this season and Bryce Miller this year like you can have a great fastball and get away with it on some nights but if you don't have quality and consistent secondaries once you run into really good lineups you're probably going to get got and that's what happened to castillo against the astros and the rangers in those final two starts so really strange year for castillo and again you know it wasn't really a control issue because simultaneously along with the career highs in uh you know hard hit rate and barrel percentage he posted a career low in walk rate which is really good (laughs) Right. So even though that, you know, I mentioned all those walks that he had and all those struggles that he had over the last 12 to 14 starts of of his season, he still was able to post that career low in walk rate. So it's just it's it's a very similar conversation to the one that we had about Julio yesterday. Right. Where it's like the overall numbers are great, but there's a lot of context here that has to be combed through. And so, again, when I look at Castillo's year and and who he has to be in this rotation the guy that he has to be after watching all 33 of these starts ignoring what the numbers say and just going off of what I saw with my eyes it wasn't good enough 
especially in that second half. So I'll still give him a B plus, like I said, because the numbers are so good, because he's going to finish, you know, high in the Cy Young voting. But there's a lot that he needs to approve upon, but still very good season for Luis Castillo. So we're going to be talking about George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, and the rest in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution for that. Just fill out our online form and one of our board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they will send your prescriptions to one of our partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. So before we get back into our starting pitcher grades, once again, a reminder that we are running a giveaway, or more specifically, Colby is running a giveaway. He's giving away some of his cards. Colby, do you have the cards there still to show on the screen? Uh, yep. Sure do. So what do you, what are you offering up? So first up, we have this Matt Brash autograph card. Ooh. Then we have, oh, is, is it Miller next or is it Wu? It is Miller next. Miller time. <laughs> Miller time. Ha 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 ha. Nobody's ever uh-huh. made that joke. Good one. Good Bryce one. Miller autograph card right there. Mm-hmm. And then we have Brian Wu right Woo. there. And no one's ever said that the, before. Yeah. I guess the grand, grand prize is this Harry Ford autograph card too. So, Sir Harry. You know, couple rookie of the year candidates reliever of the year candidate and sir harry there you go Pretty good haul that's a good ask me that's a good collection so uh all you have to do to enter this giveaway is subscribe to our youtube channel if you're listening on a podcast platform go over to youtube.com type in lockdown mariners subscribe to the channel and then leave a comment on any of our videos posted between uh this past tuesday and october 30th you are automatically entered into the giveaway now in order for us to give away these cards we need to hit some subscriber goals and i'm going to make an executive decision here we're actually going to lower the sub goal uh that we initially set initially we had it set to 9750 subscribers for us to give away the matt brash card we're now going to lower that to 9500 and then at 9,750, we're going to be giving away the Bryce Miller card. At 10,000, we're going to be giving away the Brian Wu card. And at 10,250, we'll be giving away the Harry Ford card. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Tell a friend to come over, subscribe. Tell your worst enemy to come over, subscribe, and leave a comment on any of our episodes posted between this past Tuesday and October 30th. And we will announce the winners on Halloween, which is going to be a very fun episode. We're planning on doing our season awards slash superlatives episode that day and uh you know maybe we'll be uh dressed up and getting spooky on halloween uh full terms and conditions for the giveaway are in the description of this episode so all right let's get back to our starting pitching grades here uh colby let's uh let's go to george kirby here let's talk about george who uh had his first full season in Seattle, three three five ERA, not too far off from Luis Castillo. Three three four FIP, three six three xFIP. He was worth four point four F four, eight one two Ks per nine. 
just a 0.90 walks per nine. That's the lowest walk rate in all of Major League Baseball amongst all qualified starting pitchers. And that was over 190 and two thirds innings pitch. 31 starts. He went 13 and 10 on the year. Colby, what did you think about George's first full season in Seattle? Uh, really good. You know, uh, ran into some controversy in the middle of the year that was, you know, self-inflicted, uh, but uh, no need to rehash that. Uh, he was very good. Now, again, there was uh, a long stretch where he was not very good, and, and that did skew the numbers. After that incredible start against Baltimore where he went nine scoreless innings, um, you know, he struggled uh, the next mm-hmm. few times out. The next four or five times out, he really struggled, and he put up some stinkers against some really mediocre teams. So that does have to weigh in here. Uh, but aside from that one stretch, he was pretty darn good the entire season. Um, and you know, he threw my favorite pitch of the entire year, a knuckleball to Corey Seager, um, a filthy knuckleball, I might add. Um, I think it had an RPM of 145. So, so that is definitely Wakefield like. Uh, the fastball velocity, uh, maintained. Uh, he didn't seem like a guy who was tiring. I don't think that the, the, the struggles he had in September, um, mm-hmm. were about fatigue. Uh, you know, he was able to push through and, he he made a pretty sizable jump up to 190 innings, and you know he didn't he didn't lose any command or control off of that. Um, you know the numbers are are pretty darn good. Like he's a legit Cy Young candidate going into next year, and maybe he gets some down ballot votes this year uh, as well. But uh, you know he's he's right there with Castillo in contention to be the Mariners, you know, quote unquote ace. Uh, it was it was a good step forward for him. Uh, still some things to work on. There's always going to be, but he's only in his, mm-hmm. you know, second, uh, he'll be entering his second full season, uh, this next spring. So, uh, plenty of time, uh, you know, he's going to throw strikes, the fastball, the four seam and the two seam both have value. Um, we started to see kind of a, more of a cutter, uh, being added instead of a, a traditional slider. Uh, so it looks like, you know, it's, it's four seam, two seam cutter curveball, uh, split and maybe a knuckleball who knows. So, uh, and we know we did see the split actually uh, help out too. So Kirby's a guy who's going to continue to tinker. He's going to get better. Um, but as for what he did this year, you know, I do have to, you know, weigh those starts in September a little bit here. Uh, but I think overall, this is B plus a minus territory. Uh, yep. He was, he was really good uh, in 2023. And, and yet we still think there's more there because there is, and that's, that's a really exciting sign. All right. Don't straddle the fence B plus or a minus. What is it? A minus. Yeah, I'm gonna go A minus as well. I'm gonna go A minus as well. Uh, I, yeah, very good. I, year I would say for, this for about Kirby. Mm-hmm. I think he's the second most untouchable player in the Mariners' entire uh, organization. I would agree with that. Yeah, I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I because think, I, honestly, I think the margin's pretty big. I think uh, I think Kirby is uh, it, whether it be in 2024 or 2025 going to take a very large step into becoming one of the true elite pitchers mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball. I mean, he has what it takes. He has the elite command now. He doesn't necessarily have overwhelming stuff, and that was a little bit of an issue for him this year, especially when teams got very aggressive against him. I'm very interested to see how he tries and counters that in 2024. But the sky is really the limit for for George. So, yeah, great season for George. Uh, Love pretty much everything that we saw. I mean, yeah, there was some inconsistencies here and there, but we also got to see the the guy that we saw in game three of the ALDS at times as well. When you look at that game against Baltimore, which why couldn't you have just scored a couple runs that night? Because it was Felix. It was Felix night. Yeah, it was, that's it was, why. 
yeah the script was all right so (laughs) right right uh so let's talk about logan gilbert now 373 era 376 xfip 385 fip he was worth 3.2 f4 892 k's per nine 170 walks per nine uh over just like kirby 190 and two-thirds innings pitch that's 32 starts 13 and seven record for gilbert what did you think about his year uh might have been the most consistent mariner um mm. you know just throughout the year uh but consistently not quite as good as castillo and kirby so you kind of have to weigh you know how valuable is consistency versus performance gilbert was still very good and, and once again you know we're talking about a guy who it's not hard to see how he can take yet another step forward next year and, and really kind of uh, jump up into that four win range uh, that Kirby and Castillo are in. So uh, overall, Logan, you know, he improved uh, his off speed stuff. The sl- or the uh, splitter is a legitimate weapon uh, that he's going to continue to refine. That's going to get better. We saw more more of a consistency with the slider and even threw the curveball a little bit more, just dropped it in, stole a couple strikes. And obviously the fastball is going to be Logan's bread and butter for the foreseeable future. So yeah, I think when you just kind of look at it, he was very consistent. He was very solid all year, had a couple dominant outings. Of course, the complete game shutout on the 4th of July uh, against the giants really stands out. Uh, but yeah, Logan mm-hmm. had another really good year. Uh, didn't quite take as big as big of a leap as I was hoping, but still it's definitely a step forward. Obviously new career high and in his pitch and all that stuff. Uh, walks went down. He incorporated a new pitch and it, just fits seamlessly with his, you know, repertoire. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think Gilbert probably gets a B plus, you know, maybe a B like it, it it seems weird to grade him higher than Luis Castillo because Castillo did have better numbers, but there is some consistency, uh, with Gilbert, uh, that you didn't really get with with Luis. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, B B plus somewhere like 86% and we were grading on a math test, uh so yeah i mean if, if you want castillo higher than him i guess that's fine but like i think I, at the end of the year I'd, I'd rather have gilbert on the mound than castillo and that that does weigh uh into my grades a little bit i was actually going to give him an a because okay. contextually speaking i think it's very different than than grading castillo because gilbert's still See, young and still kind of finding his feet and you think this year i felt than kirby huh well i think it's uh, um how should I put this? I I take away more positives from Gilbert's year than Kirby just because I, I feel like this year was the proof of concept for Gilbert that he can become a complete pitcher, right? We talked all offseason about the the splitter. We heard about it all offseason about the splitter, and we were like, yeah, whatever. You know, guys come up with new pitches all the time. Let's Let's actually see it in action. And then we saw it, and like right out of the gate, it was an absolute weapon for him. And like you mentioned, his secondaries became legit offerings for him. So while there's still a couple more steps forward that I'd like to see him take, I think this was a very successful year for Logan Gilbert. And I'm really excited to see how he builds on top of this. All right. So up next, the two young guys, Bryce Miller and Brian Wu, who of course were giving away their cards. If you guys subscribe, that is, you guys have to do your part in order for us to give away those cards. We're going to talk about those guys, hand out some grades to them in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Sleeper. We're getting close to crowning a new MLB champion, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. 
Pick more or less on stats for your favorite players like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. If things didn't go well in your home league this year, no worries. You can still salvage the fantasy baseball season over at Sleeper. There you can pick the players you want and call your shot. And when you use promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, you'll get up to $100 matched on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen as we grade the Mariners starting rotation in 2023. And as we come to a close here, we're going to look at Bryce Miller's rookie year. 4-3-2 ERA for Miller. 3-9-8 FIP. 4-3-1 XFIP. He was worth 1.9 F4. 8-1-5 Ks per nine. 1-7-8 walks per nine. Over 131 and a third innings pitched. Over 25 starts. Finished with a record of 8-7. and seven. Colby, what did you think about Miller this year? Uh, really promising rookie year, you know, uh, obviously, you know, the ERA is not amazing, but the, the FIP is pretty good. And, and it, it all kind of, you know, looks like a number four starter, which, you know, for a rookie is, is pretty good, uh, that you just step in and you're just a number four starter and like Gilbert, like, uh, Kirby, there's still more there, uh, you know, Miller basically did most of this with just a fastball. So, uh, pretty impressive. Again, very similar to what Logan Gilbert did his rookie year. So, obviously, yes, he has to get the he has to get the uh, the slider figured out or some off speed pitch figured out. Uh, he has to find value uh, in something other than the fastball. But overall, for twenty five year old rookie, twenty four year old rookie for most of the year, um, you know, he was a number four starter, a legitimate number four starter. Uh, you know, in, in pretty much any rotation, like that's a really good year uh, for a rookie and set a career high in innings pitch. Didn't really need to be, you know, babied or no, baby's not the right word. Didn't need to be like protected with his uh, innings cap all that much. You know, we saw it a few times. They take him out at 75 pitches after five or whatever. And yeah, there were a few blow up starts in there, but again, this is a rookie pitcher, 24 years old, basically doing it with one pitch. So I think when you kind of look at context here, uh, and you kind of look mm-hmm. at his season in totality, it's it's hard not to be excited about Miller. And, and you can see why uh, he's going to be a very popular trade target for a lot of other teams this winter. There's a lot to like here. He threw strikes, you know, sub two base on ball per nine. That's huge. Uh, you know, and we saw glimpses of a good slider. And Miller is a guy that, you know, we know there's more in there. He's He's always tinkering. He's got three different sliders. Like maybe he adds a cutter or maybe it's, it's, you know, he adds a, a fork ball or, or something who knows uh, what he might do. So uh, Miller, there's a lot to be excited about here as for his 2023 season. I think you got to give it like an a minus uh, because he, you know, considering expectations, considering how he kind of came up to the big leagues before the Mariners, I'm sure wanted him to, uh, he kind of got forced into that spot um a little bit and and he came through and he posted every five days and he was pretty darn good yes again there were some blow-up starts there were blow-up starts with every mariner starter um but that doesn't really weigh down as much when you're a 24 year old rookie as it does when you are a Mm -hmm. 30 year old highly paid number one starter so uh miller i think to Mm -hmm. me gets you know a minus and and there's a lot of exciting stuff happening here and we'll see if he's in the organization uh you know four months from now, but uh, if he is, he's certainly earned a spot in that rotation. And uh, he's, he's probably pretty set, uh, you know, as I don't think, I don't think 
he's the guy who's losing his rotation spot if the Mariners did go out and add like Sonny Gray or Blake Snell. I think he's safe uh, unless they trade him. Right. Uh, I'll match you on the grade. I'll go A minus as well, especially, you know, given the circumstances, right? Given what the situation called for, the uh, circumstances of the, the Mariners rotation with the injuries that occurred and all that. And Miller kept them afloat on the back end of the rotation. Uh, and then some like he was fantastic at times. I mean, his first three starts were incredible. Uh, and then he had some really good starts like the one down in Houston, right? Like there were some really, really big time moments from Bryce Miller this season. And again, that's pretty much with just the fastball working. I mean, at times he flashed some quality secondaries, but he really, really needs to uh, to tinker with those and, and get those things right. Because. Yeah, you know, he's not like we talked about with Castillo. You're you're not gonna survive with just a fastball. I mean, you might get away uh, get away with it on some nights, but you really need to flesh out your repertoire in order to uh, sustain success as a major league starter. So and keep you know opponents off balance, right? Um, so that's gonna be the big key for him in 2024, especially if he uh, if he sticks in in Seattle. And we're gonna be talking about that quite a bit over the course of the off season, I'm sure, with Miller if he stays in Seattle. Uh, but overall, I, I think you have to be thrilled with what you receive uh, from him, given everything that happened this year with uh, with the injuries and, and all that. Uh, so lastly, Brian Wu here for our starting pitcher grades. 4-2-1 ERA. So close to being nice. So close to doing the memes there. Uh, 4-3-6 FIP. 4-2-6 XFIP. He was worth 1 F4 flat. 9.55 Ks per 9. 3.18 walks per 9. 87 Point two innings pitched, eighteen starts with a record of four and five. Uh, Wu's career, uh, unlike Bryce Miller, did not get off to a particularly good start. Uh, Marco Gonzalez wound up on the uh, IL, which wound up being a season-ending thing for Marco, and uh, Wu was just kind of thrust into making his major league debut against, well, the best offense in all of baseball this year in the Texas Rangers, and he got shellacked. But from that point forward, he was pretty good. I mean, he had a couple of blowups here and there. He had a couple of starts where he was just really playing with fire, and it looked like he got pretty gassed there towards the end. I mean, of course, he's you know only a couple of years removed from Tommy John surgery. This was essentially his first full season pitching at, at the professional level as well. Uh, so what did you think about Wu's rookie season? Yeah, you know, you consider everything uh, when you when you try and come up with a grade here, and and you look at Wu. Wu's interestingly enough has thrown about 189 innings in professional baseball, um, and like 87 of them have come in the big leagues. So uh, that shows you how fast he moved. This is a guy who didn't pitch a ton in college either. When the Mariners drafted him, he was coming off of Tommy John. Then last year, he kind of makes his you know full season debut and. He jumps through three levels and he goes 57 innings. And now this year he jumps drastically up to uh, 131 innings. Like that's a huge jump, especially for a guy who didn't really have a normal buildup in college. So uh, I think when you, when you look at like, Hey, he wore it down, down the stretch. I think that's pretty easy to understand why. And it's hard to mm-hmm. hold that against him. It's not really anything he did. It's just the limitations of, of his body as he hasn't built up yet. So, um, you know, the strikeout numbers are nice. The walks, they're not bad at, at what was it? 3.2. That's not bad. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a little higher than you would like. And when you look at the rest of the Mariners rotation, it really stands out as wow, that guy has walk issues. But, um, I think overall, you know, we did see some really good stuff with the, the two seamer 
uh, towards the end of the year. That really started to be an out pitch that he could use against lefties. Mm -hmm. uh, still really needs to figure that out. Needs a changeup, needs a slider. There's lots to work on here. But it's a really smooth delivery. It's a fastball that sits 94 to 95, but it plays up because of how smooth the delivery is. Um, it just, there's a lot to like here with Brian Wu. And again, it's not hard to see why Brian Wu is a guy who a lot of teams are going to call about uh, this winter. So overall, I think Wu, uh, considering circumstance and considering that he kind of got rushed to the big leagues well before the Mariners would would have wanted him to be here, uh, mm -hmm. which caused him to, uh, you know, throw more innings more consistently than I'm sure the Mariners were planning on. When you consider all that, I think you have to give Wu pretty much the same grade you give Miller, maybe a little bit less because the numbers weren't quite as good. So B plus, A minus, like yeah, it was a really go good B year. Plus. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go B plus on him. But yeah, I mean we saw flashes of a really good pitcher here. We we saw flashes from the the two seamer, like you mentioned, and the cutter looked pretty good at times, especially against uh the A's and what the second to last start of his season, I believe. Uh, I think the mayor should be very excited about what they potentially have here once he starts to get ramped up more. Um, and I'm very excited about him in 2024 if they uh, if they don't trade him. So I'll go B plus because again, you know, numbers weren't fantastic, but again, given the context of everything, I I don't really see how you could go any lower than that. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for our show. Now we're going to try something new here for the listeners that stick until the end. We're going to ask you guys a question of the day now towards the end of the episode to see how many of you guys are actually paying attention so let us know the answer to the question of the day down in the comments colby what is the question of the day i might have forgotten it um i believe it's is a burrito yes a sandwich or is it a ravioli that is correct yes that what is, is the question of the day let us know in the comments below we want to see how many of you are paying attention all right that's gonna listen to the end that's right. That's right. This is science. This is research. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. -E and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend. And we'll see you next time. Peace.